Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song, bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Babes on Broad. We are brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Town, along with my co-host, Sam Wilson. And we are here to talk about all things Philly. So first things first, as I said, we're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Um, You can find our podcast on iTunes, on BGN Radio. There you can also rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. And you absolutely should do all of those things. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, both at BabesOnBroad. Yeah, and then also our personals. I'm at RunThisTown with an E at the end. Yes, very creative. 13. Mine used to, when I was younger, I had a creative one. It was Make Me a Sammy. But then I was like, you know, I'm going to go professional. So now it's at SamWills18. I'm too deep in with my run this yeah. town to change it at this point. And it's just kind of... Mine was in college. I was like, eh. Yeah, if I would have caught it sooner before I got enough Twitter followers, it would have been fine. <laughs> no, but, but yours is good. Like, it's a good one. So, you know, we're here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today, just because it's our first episode, we'll give you a rundown of what the show's typically going to be throughout every week. It's going to be one episode a week, dropping every Friday, obviously. We'll start out with some Eagles review of the week before, and we'll talk, get into that, but just prior, because like now everybody's hype's kind of over. You're trying to get into week two and get that hype built up. Yeah. So we'll just do a little bit of a review of last week, and then we'll do like a fun little segment. We have a drink of the week and a food or recipe of the week, so that'll be fun for tailgates and stuff to help you guys out with that. And then the real fun starts, and that's when we break down the matchup for the next week, and then we'll end on a light note and just play around and talk about Philly sports and stuff that's happening in Philly and all that kind of stuff. Sounds good. So we're going to start off by just recapping a little bit what happened last week. Obviously, week one of the season, some really awful games around the NFL, some really awful football (laughs) being played. And that was no different from what we saw in the first half a little bit, especially from the Eagles. Some really, really awful football to start off, you know, on both sides of the ball. Obviously, they ended up winning, but I think the most important thing to really take away from that is the defense struggled a little bit. We need to see them pick it up, but Carson Wentz is healthy. Carson is Carson, baby. Carson is Carson. He looks good. I mean, some of those throws he was making, 
That was 2017 Carson. Yeah, and it, I think it was big, too, because, like, last year when you saw him coming out, everybody obviously was like, oh, my gosh, Carson, be careful. But um, you saw, like, he was actually taking, like, giving away on that knee, you know what I mean? Like, not putting mm-hmm. as much pressure. And you didn't see any of that. So that's big this year because he's actually 100% okay. And I think he, as far as mentally so far, he looks like he's good. But my – I have a question for you because okay. I feel like people aren't going to be honest about this. Did you, how like stressed were you going into the half? Okay. Because a lot of people were freaking out. So I'm going to be completely honest. And our producer Rob is crossing (laughs) his arms and staring at me because we talked about this yesterday. I, and and I said this to him yesterday too. One of my coworkers came in and asked me the same exact question at work on Monday. (laughs) He said, how were, and I said, honest to God, I never sat there and went, oh my God, they're going to lose. I never thought they were going to lose. I was like, yeah, same. this sucks. This is frustrating. They're not playing well. I never had any doubt in my mind that they were going to win that football game. Because you were, you were, it was there. Everything mm-hmm. was there. All the little things were right there. They just weren't executing on them well. And it was one of those things that like last season, you didn't have that feeling. You know, they started off yeah, playing like that. I agree. Yeah. And you went, oh my God, this is an L. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, I completely and, agree with that. And it's not something that we thought about the the previous year. And it's one of those things where I was sitting there and my favorite part of it is the fact that Rob tweeted before 2 p.m. He said, way to ruin the season in week one. That was his tweet. <laughs> Roasted Rob. At 1.59 p.m. The first quarter hadn't even ended. Yeah, there was alcohol involved. Alcohol involved. It's, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember a lot of the first quarter either. But I never <laughs> sat there and was like, oh, my God, they're going to lose this game. Yeah. No, I... I had a weird sense of calmness the entire time. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever been that calm. I mean, don't think a lot of people will be like, oh, you're still in like your Super Bowl coma. But I don't think I was at all. And I just, I don't know. I had a faith because I think obviously preseason is preseason for a thing. It's the shake off the rust. Yeah. And they held out their guys because injuries are a big thing now. So like, yeah. I think I was kind of expecting that. Like, how are you going to expect them to get real action? Because like preseason practice, it's come on. Like, they're not actual real reps you're not having the stamina that you need in a game you know yeah so I think that's just different so I think I kind of expected it so I was cool the entire time Dion my boyfriend was kind of like stressing and I was like babe calm down like I was like the ah the zen yeah and usually that's exact I'm usually the one that gets grumpy and I freak no, out I normally and I do get too. angry and I I'll bite my nails yeah yeah I, I get frustrated but I think what was what was calming to me was the fact that you could see from the beginning that you, the offense was excited. You, I feel like you noticed the difference in Carson. You could see the difference between him in 2017 and when he came back in 2018, and you could see the difference in those two years. He never looked comfortable. Yeah. He never looked confident. And it, and it, it was just little things like you could see his shoulders being tense when he would drop back. You know, he would, he would snap, the, the ball would snap, and he would do his however many step drop, and he, would, he looked tense. He looked for one guy. And that yeah. was it. That's how you know he was tense because he was just went to that blanket, that comfort yeah. blanket. Y- you know, you saw a difference. He was trying to sped- spread the ball around. They were doing different things. And you just thought, okay, it'll click. They'll figure it out. I mean, there's there's one of my favorite clips from the 2017 season is they were playing the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers came into Philly and it was pouring that day. And the Eagles just were not playing well <laughs> to start. And the 49ers were winning. And Doug Peterson said... There's a there's a video of him going, come on, offense, get your head out of your ass. I knew that Doug Peterson was going to say something similar. The leaders on this team mm-hmm. were going to say something yeah. similar, and it was going to get handled. 
Yeah. And I don't think handled. they look stressed at all either. I mean, there is obviously some um, worry still with, like, the secondary and stuff because Washington did have some opportunity in the second half that they didn't cap on. But, I mean, I'm not worried about that. I do think going into week two, we'll get to that later, I do think that's one of the biggest worries. But I think eventually they'll come together. But um, you have the third down numbers here from Carson just because why we're talking about it nuts dude those are fantastic nuts it, it, like i don't understand how somebody could look at that and be like Dak's better blah, blah, whatever we won't even get into Dak prescott don't even but let me get into Dak prescott this will be over that just like over. Pop, that pops in my head i said it and i was like oh my god sam shut up jess will go on jess will go I'll on lose it. <laughs> that's all right we'll save that for the we'll, we'll save, save that it. for another it'll time happen. it's fine Woo, the, that, the universe like will come together it's fine but Carson Wentz was 12 for 13 for 197 yards, three touchdowns, and 158.3 perfect passer rating. And additionally, in the red zone, he was three for three, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Those numbers are why they were Mm -hmm. successful in 2017. That's what they did. And I saw a tweet today that 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 throw to Alshon Jeffrey in the red zone for that touchdown. Four people. Sensational. Four. Four men around him. And he made it in right there. That's awesome. and and even so it was things like that. The one ball to Goddard that Goddard couldn't hang on to, the placement of that. He was covered this way and the safety was coming out was safety was high coming over. It was the perfect placement. And he just looks relaxed. He looks comfortable. And something else that, you know, you start to see is we didn't know how bad Carson's back was until yeah. the end of the season. We didn't know it was that bad Mm -hmm. to the point where he couldn't sit down on the bench during some games. He was in so much pain. So think about on the the short little, the fourth and ones that you need to go for. Or, you know, a a couple yards here and there or some inches. We didn't see any of that Carson Wentz quarterback sneak that he was, what, I think perfect on? Yeah. In 2017, it's something that you have a luxury with a 6'5 quarterback and the best offensive line in football. That's easy. We couldn't see that last year. Yeah, I agree completely. And um, one big thing that is different from 2017, too, is just his weapons. Yeah. Like, as soon as that one pass down the field to Deshaun, I think that actually is, like, what kept me from being, like, stressed out. Because as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, now they're going, they're getting it together, they're going to come out in the second half, and they'll be fine, you know? And do you remember what the one criticism of Carson Wentz was when he came out of college? His accuracy on the deep ball. Apparently that didn't exist. Which is nuts. Which, I mean, there there was some validity to that when he was coming out of mm-hmm. school. And you we saw that I every mean, now yeah, and then. Yeah, he's young. A couple you would see. So every time that ball went up, I thought, oh, God, don't overthrow him. And then I thought, oh, my God, that's perfect. Yeah. No, and I it think was that's perfect you saw every a lot time. last week. Yeah. It's something that is fantastic and that they absolutely need to continue going into week two. I agree. So what do you think about the run game? Because obviously we saw a lot more of Darren Sproles than we thought we would which is kind of weird. And I thought something interesting about that too is like, obviously I'm on the morning show at 97.5 The Fanatic and we talked about it and we had a cut, I guess it was Monday or Tuesday we were talking about it. And it was strange because in the press conference, like post-game presser, Doug was asked like, why did we see so much of Sproles? And he kind of said something along the lines like, oh, like we thought he kind of fit the game plan against Washington. And then later on, Mike Groh came on and he was asked the same question. He was like, oh, like, no, I don't think there was really any particular reason. So, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of, like, confusion there. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I really... Is there bias? Like, I, I don't know. Honestly, is it the Honestly, the I think Doug loves him some Darren Sproles. I mean, obviously. And we all yeah. love us Until some Until he proves Sproles. you wrong, you gotta love Darren Sproles. But I, just... 
I think Doug loves him so much that he tries to force him in there. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. can Does he still have it? Absolutely. Can he still yeah, play? Absolutely. That, Is yeah. he still a weapon? Absolutely. But third and one, you're going to pitch it backwards six yards to Darren Sproles. When you traded for Jordan Howard, that's the reason you got Jordan Howard. Yeah, I 100% think Howard should be the leading back on this team. Um, I mean, obviously, you got three really good running backs. You want to get them all time, especially Miles being a rookie. So you have to get them in there. But, yeah, I thought that was very, very strange. So his play calling, I know a lot of people, I am not particularly the best with play calling. But I know you know some because your boyfriend's a coach, so you're good at it. But, yeah, it was nuts because I know he was getting criticized a lot for that. The, the, The biggest criticism, I think, is he takes too long to adjust. He and Andy Reid have that same style. They they script the first 15 plays, and a lot of people do that in the mm-hmm. NFL now. Yeah, yeah. But Andy was always dead on with those first 15. Now, but Andy also, he knew his guys. He had the same guys for so long. He knew, you right, know? So right. It's, there's also the newness there. there yeah, and I, I also think that regardless of what you see from the team on paper, week one, you really never know what you're going to get around the NFL. There's so many, you know, we, we talked to Mario Reese on – the madness a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, week one, there's the most upsets in the NFL because of the fact that you don't know. You're looking at film from last year and from preseason, which you're not even seeing their guys together. Right. So you don't know. So maybe it's like, nah, you're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But he takes too long to adjust. Second half, play calling, no arguments. Yeah. Spectacular. No arguments, done. But I think it's almost like too little, too late kind of thing. That yeah. you want to make sure that the adjustments are made before it's too late. Like, for example, when they played the Vikings last year, the run game, they were having a lot of success with the run game. Use it here and there. They were having success with it. It took Doug until the fourth quarter to really just hammer it home. And it's like, okay, well, now it's too late. Yeah, he's kind of stubborn. Like, I want to be right with my original calls, right. blah, 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 instead of switching over. So right. what about defense? Because that was another big criticism was the D-backs. Well, defensive line, it really sucks. Malik Jackson obviously going down. That's it's a killer. such a bummer, dude. I know. It, it's a killer. But, I mean, um, Akeem Spence from Miami, he looks pretty good. He's obviously not Jackson, but he'll he'll be good, um, strong on the line coming up this week. But the D-backs are definitely the scariest part of this team for sure. So here's what I can't figure out. The so, sass. I love it right there. <laughs> Here is the problem. Here's, here's, but seriously, here's the logic that I can't figure out. Okay. They play 10 yards off. Okay. Yeah. The quarterback has, can do any quick throw to keep in front mm-hmm. of you? Fine. I, I understand that logic of defense. Okay. But then Jim Schwartz goes in his press conference and says, well, our corners need to cover better. So our line has time to get to the quarterback. But if all those passes are coming out in under two seconds, we don't have the time to get there. But if you're playing 10 yards off, what sense does that make? Yeah, my brain's kind of in a pretzel from that, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> I am confused, yeah. and it doesn't make and sense. It, it kind of goes backwards, I feel like, because if anything, you want your D-line to get the pressure on there. So right. that, like, it's not like it's the D-back's job right there. You know what I mean? Right. So you need your corners to be pressing a little bit more. Yeah. And not be playing 10 yards and back. And put the pressure on the quarterback so he doesn't have time. Right. So my question is, does he just not trust them that they can actually just play straight up man coverage? I don't know, because they did get burned a couple times last week, which is concerning. I actually heard people upset that Jalen Mills wasn't in there. Yeah, that's nuts. I Imagine that. Imagine that. 
<laughs> Imagine that. Oh, what? Calling for Jalen Mills? What? That's unheard of around here. People don't do that. People scream that they want Jalen Mills out of here. Yeah, which I never really understood, though, on that part. Exactly. Exactly. Does he – Does eh, listen, corners are not valued the way they used to be. You're not getting your Darrell Revis. But it's also – you're not getting that. But it's also a different receivers league, I feel like. Now you literally have, like, freak athletes out there as your receivers, you know? So, like, these guys aren't these super – I mean, these guys are super-duper fast compared to before. Mm-hmm. They are a lot stronger than they were before. They're mm-hmm. a lot taller. So, like, I mean, besides Deshaun, like, he's the only probably – would you consider him elite? I don't know if I should call him elite. I would consider Deshaun elite, elite. for the Eagles, at least. Yeah, because he's a deep threat. I like him. I like it. We're going to call him elite. You know what? We're, We're going to do it. Elite. We're sending it. Deshaun Jackson's elite. <laughs> you heard it here. Deshaun Jackson is elite. But besides him, really, like all the big athletes, like you look at Julio Jones, who we'll talk about later, he's a monster. Yeah. So like these corners, you come back, like when we had Rodney Cloud in studio the other day, he's my height. He's 5'10", 5'11". Like, he, I mean, he's muscular, but he's skinny muscle. Yeah. So it's different, you know? And I... Mm-hmm. I think that really plays into it. Like, you can't really body them without, right. especially pass interference is so tender now. Yeah. And so I think it's difficult it. on their part. Like, I think really being a D-back is probably the hardest position on the team besides obviously running an offense like quarterback. But, yeah, it's definitely one of the hardest ones, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll get more into the defense in a little bit. Yeah. Right now, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about our recipe for the week and our drink Woo! for the week. I love food and drink. Yeah. All of the things. We love food all of the things all that of the come things. with football season, baby. Food we and, love it. Food and drinking, you just get a better excuse to do it. Yeah, exactly. With football. But, I mean, yeah, because it, when you're out of college, honestly, it's kind of shamed upon to drink all day on yeah, a weekend. It is. Unless it's football season. Yeah. You can then, drink all day. Yeah, because then you're like, party. And that's what I'm going to do on Sunday. Because the Eagles don't play till 8. Yeah. Got all day. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do, we're, our, our cocktail of the week this week is sangria. Woo woo. I'm going to make a nice big... Big pot, jar, whatever you want to call it. It's like a big mason jar with a little <laughs> nozzle. It's going to be great. Yeah, and your sangria was amazing. We had it before when I came over to your house yeah. like a couple weeks ago. It was delicious. Yes. I had to stop so good. a half and a so glass sim- in because I had to teach dance that night. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I know. I have to watch because I wake up so early during the week. But, no, it was awesome. And what did you do? It was just like a couple simple red wines that you put in and then cut up some fruit. I bought a, a bottle recipe. of $10 red wine. Yeah, that well, is what I did. That's the awesome thing about sangria because you can get the cheap wine because you're adding no stuff into knows. it. No one knows exactly. Yeah. And there's also this really good peach wine. It's five dollars. That's oh, why yeah, we I buy it. Put that in. I put that in, and then I put some peaches, some apples, oranges, strawberries, and raspberries. You know, the peach thing is probably Fair. like super sweet, so you could probably get bitter wine, which is usually more alcohol content. Ooh. That might yeah, be what we balance do for Sunday. That out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Let's a good plan. It. Yeah, that's a good plan. And to go <laughs> along with our sangria, we're gonna have some buffalo chicken dip. Bang bang! It's the OG of tailgates. So good. Yes. Family friend recipe. Yes. Shout out I to Mrs. Pachuti. I, I Angel. I was telling you guys before we even started. I'm the weirdest cook. I'll literally be like, I think this belongs in there. I think so. I can't even tell you where my recipe is but i do have a tip because a lot of people are like oh my gosh you have to cook chicken and it takes forever takes too long. but i usually use canned chicken which a lot of people are suspect on and will call me gross for so i'm preparing for that on twitter <laughs> i don't care though because when you cook it with all the hot sauce and the cream cheese and all that stuff it tastes fine you know yeah. there's nothing wrong with it but if you don't like that you can also use rotisserie chicken which you said you use yeah that's what i do i get a yeah, rotisserie a chicken hookup. just scrape it all out yeah, yeah. it's just so much easier I than having to make the chicken before. And they're yeah. like five bucks at a grocery store. Yeah. Pretty easy. Easy. Yeah. 
And all that stuff's cheap. We just said $10 wine, $5 yeah. chicken. Yeah. Come Done. on, man. We're balling on a budget. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Football Sunday <laughs> on a budget. Let's go. I just want to tell everybody listening, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> um, and we will actually, we'll post these recipes yeah. on our Twitter, on our Instagram, so you can use them. You can send us your pictures of you making them, Please, eating them. yes. Let us know how they go. We'll love to see That's it. the beauty of social media, because you guys can interact with us, and I'm totally looking forward to all the stuff tweeted in from this tailgate, so that'd be awesome. I'm excited. Okay, so we're going to send it to our first break, and then we'll be right back on the other side to talk about this upcoming matchup, and then a little, a couple things going around Philly to end off the summer and some other fun stuff. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The babes are back from our first commercial break. And um, now I teased it kind of before when we were going to break. Let's talk about the Falcons, which is I'm acting like it's cool, but it's really not because they freaking blew last week. Yeah, they were bad. Yes. They were really bad. And I'll continue to tell you. So Matt Ryan to 12. Matt Ryan went to my rival high school. So I can't yeah, stand Matt from, Ryan. He's from Exton, which so yeah. if he didn't go to a private school, he would have came to public school and it would have been my rival. Uh, so we got a connection. Fun. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he went to Penn Charter <laughs> and I went to GA and yeah, go GA. And Matt Ryan I mean, sucks. I'd be lying though. I still, I will admit when like he's playing anywhere else, I'm like, PA. You know, you, know, you don't get that vibe? No. This is the longest standing <laughs> no. high school rivalry in the country. Oh, wow. GA and Penn Charter. Yeah. Longest day. It's it, it is it, this is serious. There's no no. Okay, well, Matt Ryan, you got half love, Matty. Yes, yeah. keep you it don't up, get buddy. Any PA me. pride. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was sacked what five times last week? Four times, I think. But he got hit seven times, dude. I mean, he's got two rookies on the right side of his line. Mm -hmm. Right tackle and right guard, both rookies. Not it's good. nuts, and that's what um. Actually, so obviously I already mentioned 97.5 The Fanatic, but Trey always breaks that down. And it's so fascinating. If you don't listen to our show, you at least want to go onto our podcast and listen to the Trench Talk with Trey because he really obviously he was a pro bowler O-lineman. So he yeah. breaks down the line so well. And um, he was talking about it today. And it's nuts. Like he was saying how they kept switching them out. So they're not really getting any familiar familiarity there with each is. other there. nailed it yeah. nailed it yeah you know what uh, i can talk and um <laughs> <laughs> so like they're not getting any of like comfort with each other but then also he's saying like 
they're so young, they're kind of making stupid mistakes. Like, oh, um, sure. Their left tackle, Matthews, Jake Matthews. Um, I forget where he played, but is there? I think he was. Is he Clay Matthews' cousin? Probably. There's I think he is one of. of I think he's one of the Matthews cousins or something. They're all related yeah. somehow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. But um, so Trey was saying that he's so easy to watch on the line and be able to predict a play coming up. There is relation. Yeah. yeah. Wikipedia literally says. He is a member of the Matthews family of football players. It's a cool family. <laughs> I'm, I must admit, but uh, family they goals. are. Yeah, but um. So Matthews, though, he was saying a big key to this game is like you're going to be able to watch that O line, and you can tell if he's balanced. It's going to be a run play, and then when it's a pass play, he has his left leg back, which is nuts. So like, and obviously to us, we're like, whoa, like why would he do that? Because we don't understand. But like for the Eagles defensive line to be able to predict, that's huge, especially when they're already so weak, that O-line. They'll be able to get to, that's what I'm saying. Like if you and I can sit here and talk about this right now, why would they, yikes. Yeah. Okay. So so that's definitely something you obviously know the Eagles are talking about. I'm going to need to see some absolute teeing off out here on these plays because that's what I'm saying. There's going to be so many, I'm predicting at least, so many hits on Ryan this week, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that they can they can get a couple on him because that's something that you were absolutely missing last week. Something that you needed to see on Case Keenum that you didn't. One yeah. of the biggest things about this is, especially if they try to run, the Eagles need to keep keep that run defense the way they did. Dice had 28 yards. Well, that's the thing. They didn't really do good last week on the run. Um, the Falcons didn't. Right, There's, exactly. Yeah, their leading rusher was Ito Smith. He had six carries for only 31 yards. That was their leading rusher. Yeah, and I mean, on the opposite side, they got run all over. Yeah, which is awesome for us because that's where Doug's that's where plan. Jordan Howard needs to come well, in. Well, I'm saying I think that the running back by committee is awesome because then you also have like you can change it up. That's what I'm saying. They have to be good at something, right? Right. And last week, obviously, they were exposed. So you have so many different options to just attack. Right. And like obviously, you want to stick to one guy, which would probably be Howard because he's the power back. Hopefully it's Howard because he's – I would, shouldn't I say would probably, assume so. I mean, Dalvin Cook ran – he had 21 rushes for 111 yards. It's 5.3 per carry, two touchdowns, and two receptions for nine yards. Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times. <laughs> Isn't it nuts? 48 – they won – what was the final score? 28 to 12? Yes. Yeah. And they only had 48 offensive plays. 28 to 12. 48 total offensive plays. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, he was 8 for 10, threw the ball 10 times. Mm-hmm. In that, one of them – he was sacked, and he fumbled twice. If the Eagles don't look at that and think, oh, my God, look what we could do with the dynamic difference of Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, and even Corey Clement if they decide to put him in there as an actual running back and not just use him on special teams. Yeah, I like Clement. I do, too. I mean, he's coming off of injury and stuff, and he's right. kind of getting for- overshadowed because we do have three other good backs. But, right. So it's right. unfortunate for him, but I like him. I don't think he would do bad. Yeah, I mean – Devontae Freeman last week only had eight attempts for 19 yards, so their running game isn't anything special. Matt Ryan, he passed the ball 46 times last week. 304 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. I I mean, okay, so this is where the Eagles' defense comes back into play, right? So Mm -hmm. held the Redskins to 28 rushing yards. They have to be able to do the same. That's not a question. Fine. Matt Ryan is a quarterback that can beat you. It's not like when you're playing – Right. For example, when you're playing the Cowboys and you try to take Zeke away and say, have Dak beat you. Okay, if you take the running game away and say, have Matt Ryan beat you, Matt Ryan can beat you. Yeah, especially with Julio Jones and uh, what's his name? Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley. Calvin, yeah. All of them. I think Ridley was their leading rusher, wasn't he? Or he's one of them. He was definitely their leading rusher I mean, not last week, I rusher, think. Yeah. I think he was, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
the the Eagles have actually done a pretty good job of being able to maintain Julio Jones over the last couple years. But I will tell you, it was Jalen Mills. I know. He hasn't let Julio Jones score a touchdown in three years against the Eagles. You say what you want about Julio or uh, Jalen Mills. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about him, about him getting burnt on the double move. Can't cover the, the long pass. Fine. In the red zone, his rookie year, he did not let Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. There were a couple other ones, too, like big names that they played his rookie year. None of them scored. What? Oh, Dez. Dez was oh, one of them, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He's so relevant to me that when Rob gave me the, <laughs> the throw up the X, I didn't even know who it was. Yeah, I didn't even think what about it. X? I was like, what? excuse me, who? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, Dez. Huh, Dez. You know, people Wait. still think Dez caught it. He didn't. <laughs> He's still on that. Uh, yeah. He'll never let that go. His, his tombstone will say, I caught it. I swear to God. Anyway, this is going to be one of those times where I'm still not completely sold on Sidney Jones. I want him to do well. Yeah. I haven't seen him do well. Rasul Douglas, not great in pass coverage. I think he's much better as a safety coming over the mm -hmm. top because he's not great in coverage. Darby's still coming off the injury. He looks okay. Avante Maddox is your best corner at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you think about the D-line, though? Do you think they'll be able to put pressure, like have no problem? You think they're – because I think, like how we said in the last segment, kind of, I think that is a big factor in this because we don't – like our cornerbacks right now, like I think they will – like the D-backs, they'll pick it up and everything and get on to mm – -hmm. like get their mojo. Right. Right now they don't have it, at least – at this moment. So I think the defensive line, it puts extra pressure on them and they need to get to Ryan immediately. And they definitely need to seize this O-line because they obviously aren't a strong O-line. I think if they can't get to Matt Ryan this week, we have a problem. Yeah, I agree. I don't think week one, when there was some rust, guys coming off injury, guys haven't mm -hmm. played, I don't think that's the perfect time to completely judge and make a season-long this is the identity of this defense. This yeah. is what, like, I don't, I don't think that you can make a valid assumption of what they are based on last week. This week against a very subpar O-line. A subpar <laughs> yeah. O-line, a bunch of rookies. You have guys like Derek Barnett who's really improved. Mm -hmm. You've got guys like Brandon Graham who, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, he was a nine-and-a-half, ten-sack guy. Fletcher Cox needs to get in there. Tim Jernigan's finally back. Yeah. You know, these guys, they have to be able to make an impact. And if they don't, I think that will be a cause for concern mm -hmm. if this is the game they can't get home at all. I honestly think they won't have a problem. That's like my gut feeling, and I'm hoping that is I'm right. with you. But yeah. but So I think they'll be fine. But I mean, that's obviously a major concern going into the game, you know? Yeah, I think that's the biggest concern going into the game. I, yeah. I don't have any concerns about the offense, quite honestly. No, not really. I mean... They have so many options, so many things they can do. But Mike, Mike, if I had to list a concern, it would be about the defense. And I'm not concerned about the defensive line. I'm concerned about the corners. But they go the together. Whole, yeah, the yeah. whole the whole system is supposed to work with the corners start covering well, give the defense a little bit of time. Then there's pressure. Then then you you know they scramble, they try to figure it out, and you know that's that's what we need. What they were doing in the second half. I mean, they held them to 49 yards in the second half. That's what you got to do. Now, what I think is funnier is people are talking about, oh, it's going to be a hostile environment, uh, you know, going down to the What do you mean? Well, because Going Atlanta? down to the dome. Yeah, going into Atlanta, the noise. Because they're going to be so excited. Opener, they can't go down 0-2. If you yeah. – so 
Dan Quinn had a press conference the other day and said, I expect, you know, the place to be rocking, the fans to be there. Mm -hmm. A reporter tweeted that. The quote, this is what the responses. Would be nice if most fans weren't priced out. My family had season tickets for over 20 years until they built the new stadium. Ridiculous concept for someone who had season tickets for decades and stuck through really crappy years. Dan Quinn is definitely going to be disappointed. Not nearly as disappointed as we are. He's never coached in the Benz. There is no home field advantage. He's mm. in the wrong town. Crowd's going to be 60% green at least. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, there are a lot of people that move from Philly or from Philly down to Atlanta. So I do expect some. Like, There's a, good... a trip going down to Atlanta too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there, I do expect a lot of Eagles, but I don't know because we had um, Hugh Douglas on the show the other day and he was saying how because of the renovations, like everything's so cheap. So maybe they can make it cheap though because they. And they also the got fined tickets and stuff a little while ago. They got fined a little. The Falcons got fined. I don't remember how many years ago it was or when it was. They got fined for pumping in artificial crowd noise. What? Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. So, what losers. I know. What losers We're that you have to do that. a bunch that. of losers. Yeah. Don't <laughs> lose this game. They are a bunch of losers. No, I honestly, I don't think we will at all. Do you have any game predictions? What's your game predict? What's your final score? My final score? I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go. I kind of caught you off guard. I'm sorry. You did. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> 30 to 17, Eagles. Third. Wow. So you're going blowout. Yes. Okay. So go I- Birds. After talking about it more, like I have mine written down because I had to think about it for the morning show, so I've had it all day. I originally, I have it pretty close because I think that it is. Yeah. I think that it is going to factor go. in. <laughs> I think the fact that they got embarrassed last week, that's going to motivate them. They are home, so they will have that like, oh, and we can't go down 0-2. Oh, so I think that's huge, and like it's going to give them some system to run off of. And then um, the Eagles defense, like we were just talking about, that's sinking. So I think it'll take a little bit of time. I don't think it'll take the whole game, and I don't think they'll let us down. And they have good receivers. So, I like, the D-line kind of being a mixed match right now for this week at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So mine, it's, it's really close. But is it the opposite way? 28-27 Eagles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. I have a close. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'll be biting my nails until 11 o'clock. Awesome. I mean, would you have it any other way, you know? I wish it wouldn't be any other way. <laughs> no, I mean, I during the, the Super Game Bowl season oh when God. I just got to sit there. With, yeah, sit right? back. And you're like, hey, hey, our team's good. Ah, we ran out of fireworks you again. You can confidently tweet in the game. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you don't have to tweet things that will be hit with old takes exposed yeah. like an hour later. <laughs> right? I think Jamie got caught with that last He week. did. He did, and I was <laughs> laughing so hard. That's why, I mean, I don't tweet during games, man. I just, I also, like, I like to just... It's like my zone. Like, forget about social media. I'll chill. Let me just be here. I do, when it's commercial time, I'll check what other people are saying because it's pretty funny. And then also there are good takes. But yeah, yeah so that's our matchup. That's our matchup for the week. I'm so, excited. Wow, we have it so close. I wonder who's going to be closer. We should do a bet. Oh, God. Who's closer? See, it's funny because this week Joe and I are playing each other in fantasy football. Ooh. And we usually bet every year. <laughs> and he won't bet me because he always loses. Do you have the better team, though? I don't even know. I haven't even looked at them head-to-head yet. I, have, mm. I should look to make sure my lineup's set for tonight. But so, yeah, I, we'll do that because Joe is refusing to bet me. Okay. So if anybody has any ideas, tweet us yeah. ideas for at the At Babes on Broad, tweet us. PG, what, people. PG. Yeah, it has to be PG. Yes. Don't start. This is our what? first episode. Don't start. Yeah. Don't, don't start. Don't test us, man. <laughs> so with that, we're going to move into our next segment. What's going on around Philly? So there are a couple things that are going on this weekend and in this week. So just a couple things. Final month of Parks on Tap. 
Um, Penn Treaty Park this weekend, cold drinks, summer barbecue food. Um, the final month of Spruce Street Harbor Park, which if you haven't been there, it's super fun. I never even heard of that until you said it. What is it? You can just like go down. They have like food and drinks and stuff around, but they also have all the hammocks and stuff set up in the trees. I did see. I've seen pictures it's on It's so Instagram. nice to just kind of go, hang out, walk around. You can bring Nelly. Yeah. the um, Dog friendly. The germaphobe in me kind of. Yeah. The germaphobe isn't great. Is it sketchy? It's not that bad. Okay. It's not that I'll bad t- at I'll all. take your word for it. And um, the Rock and Roll Philadelphia Half Marathon is Sunday, so avoid the parkway at all costs. That's probably why they did it this weekend, because the Eagles are away. Definitely avoid the parkway. good call on them. But also, Center City Restaurant Week starts on Sunday. How long? So, oh, Avi, I was going to say how long. Obviously, I think, But I do think it's actually, like, sometimes it's longer than a week. Oh, really? But there are new restaurants that are on it this year. That's cool. I love food. I know you love food. We should definitely go. We should go to one. Maybe we can make an event. Yeah, there Meet we go. the babes. Meet the babes. Are well, there any on Broad Street? Because that'd be fitting. There, I, I, there has to be. We'll yeah. find one. We'll figure out. Meet which the one. babes on Broad Street. Let's do that. Let's I do like it. it. That'll be so fun. Stay we'll tuned figure to it out. social media, people. Yeah, we'll figure it yeah. out. Um, and then the other very exciting thing that happens in the city, Phillies. They're here. Oh, boy. They play tonight. How dumb does their front office look after last night? Dallas Keuchel just freaking dumb. If, if John Middleton doesn't call everyone in the front office and be like, do you see this? Do you see this BS that's I happening loved, right now? I loved Keiko's postgame. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong. He's like, yeah, they, well, if you're not going to call me, I imagine that they regret it now. And he's 100% correct. I regret it. I regret them not calling yeah. him. Dude, did you see his stats? So I wrote them down. I was looking at it earlier today. So he's won six of his last seven. That's dating back to um, August 14th. So a month. Uh-huh. A month. Yep. That's six starts, 37 innings. And he's only – the most that he's allowed is four runs within – or not even – that's not to, – like, that's not in one game. That's total. The last month, he's allowed four runs in six starts. His ERA is like 0.87. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. That's absurd. Nuts. That's absurd. I don't I even – I And don't, I, it doesn't – I honest, I don't understand. Like, they literally have no reasoning for why they didn't go out and get him. He just cost money. You're the guy that said – Spending stupid money, but obviously not during the season. Yeah, no, they should. You went out and you got Corey Dickerson. That's a good pickup. That's good. Who else? Jason Vargas is decent if you got a guy like Keuchel. Yeah, but but no, instead they have Drew Smiley. Brings a smile to your face. No, (laughs) no, he doesn't. He doesn't. My sister's going to the game, and I was like, ah, geez, I'm sorry. Good luck to you, kid. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah, the junior class at GA is going to the Phillies game tonight. I'm like, have fun. Yeah, yeah. God bless. At least it's a nice summer night. Hopefully, yeah. It's kind of hot out though. Actually, it's supposed to rain soon. Oh, it is humid. I could. I hope it doesn't rain while they're at the game. But yeah, I mean, I watched the game last night, and they were they had a couple opportunities Mm -hmm. too. And I mean, just. Yeah, five you, hits on the night. You watch it and you just see how much better they are than the Phillies. It just even some of the, the defensive plays. Mm-hmm. The Phillies played a good game last night. You couldn't. Yeah. It's Bryce unfortunate because yeah, it's unfortunate because Keuchel is as good as he is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they didn't get blown out. It was a three-one game. Yeah, and it was a three-run home run. So yeah, it's not they had opportunities. Yeah, and you know that I that like last that's, that's the Phillies season. Yeah, that is not being able to capitalize by Dansby Swanson in the bottom of the ninth is the epitome of the Phillies. Yes. Followed up by Donaldson's which, catch leading into the dugout, epitome of the Phillies. Which leads year. back to Keiko. He would have been. They're always right on the edge, and then they just fall short. Mm-hmm. Keiko would have been the piece to put them over the edge. Exactly, and that's so what they need to make sure that they get for this upcoming season. Because if they don't fix this pitching, and I will say the bullpen played really well the night before. 
Yeah, they've been doing pretty good lately. They've been doing yeah. better. They had a they had a dip there in August, but yeah, they're doing better. But that that, that that's what we can't have anymore. You no, just it, can't you can't afford it. No. Especially when it's this close. I mean, somehow there's still two games out of the wild card spot, which is nuts. Nuts. I don't know how they maintain that. But no. It's, it's because fine. they added one, so it, whoever makes it last is most likely going to be the sucky team that just gets eliminated anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, it would be nice for them to at least make it to the postseason. Yeah, listen, I, they've taken a step since last year. They have. It should have been bigger. Injuries really got us, which is unfortunate. I, I mean, there's been a revolving door leadoff hitter since mm-hmm. McCutcheon went down. It's just an unfortunate little situation that they, it could have been so much better. Hopefully, they'll, these guys will be able to come back healthy and, you know, figure it out next year, and they'll add some pitching, and they'll be able to take another step in the right direction and, you know, at least be in solid command of the of the wild card mm-hmm. and not be fighting for the second wild card spot next Hopefully year. Hopefully, they win the division. Hopefully. Let's but the, knock off the Braves, baby. I would love to do that. Yeah. We need some help. Anybody <laughs> wants to go little... play for the Phillies, we need some help to beat the Braves. Just Thank you. additions. All right. So, before we finish our show, we're going to take one more quick break. And then we will come back with our mean tweets before we finish out. <laughs> hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to Babes on Broad. Before we go today, we are going to read a couple mean tweets that we have had directed at us over the last week. This is a segment that we'll probably do every week because we tweet a lot and get mean things said Hopefully to us a lot. we can stop it. That'd be cool, right? I mean, like, I would love to be able to actually stop this segment, but I don't think that's going to But you know, happen. I feel like it means that you're doing something good if you got haters. You know? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I have a few... Wait, yeah, wait until good. basketball season. I'll have oh, more. Man. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> yes, you go off. <laughs> I well, okay, here's why. I've saved all of the receipts about Ben Simmons, and I expect to have to use them. Also, if Donovan Mitchell does anything poorly, <laughs> I'm the first one on it. I love and it. And they somehow find me every time. All of, the entire think, state of Utah finds me every time. Yeah, they hashtag look for you. Yeah, they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. They they well, that shows you how sad they are. They just search Donovan Mitchell and then Get angry yeah. at people. Literally, one of them was Joe tweeted something at me, and I responded, LOL, Donovan Mitchell sucks. Like, just, like, in passing. Yeah. And a month later, people were – and I was like, okay, everyone. They definitely, ha- like, look it's up right. his hashtag or whatever. 100%. Well, a few things. These are – we're just going to kind of read them. Maybe we'll talk yeah, about I a couple of them. Yeah, I wish I, like, actually saved them. I have some. I Don't know. You you're worry. good at it. You're prepared. So this one said, I would show, <laughs> I would show you up any day of the week – Girls know zero about sports. We need sound bites for this. <laughs> we <laughs> just, we literally just talked for 45 minutes about sports. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Oh, this one was my favorite. Um, and please get dental work done. Thanks. I was like, that's rude. I actually am getting Smile Direct Club. It's actually. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. You hurt my heart. No, I'm just kidding. No, you but hurt really- Sam's feeling. No, but really, I actually, it's like one of Dion's gifts to me because that's like, well, I hate my teeth. 
Okay. So, yes, but it's actually, it's Sam, you're beautiful. Shipped. Stop it. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, just ship. So I'm excited for it. So, guy, I'm taking your advice on that one. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> it is. That's so, so mean. So, yeah. Somebody said, I don't even know who it was because I didn't save him. Somebody said when I, <laughs> it's a funny one. When I smile, I look like I just released a fart. <laughs> you don't. I mean, like, I know. I, that's not what I think of you, but that's fine. I know. I was like, okay, guy. He yeah. did. He felt bad when we didn't think it was funny. But <laughs> so it's funny now. So it's funny now knowing that he was joking. He didn't mean it mean. Uh, this one wasn't really a mean tweet, but it's one that I feel like I need to read because it's one of the best things I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, I love this one. I know exactly what you're going to say. So <laughs> Sam tweeted a picture of us about our podcast dropping on Friday. And this guy quoted the tweet and said, shout out to at Sam Wills 18 and at run this town 13, two passionate, knowledgeable Philly sports fans. Y'all support them. Sam is the first six foot non WNBA player on Philly radio. And Jess gives Chuck Norris advice. Which is is so true. That is the greatest tweet ever. And I appreciate that. We should pin that. We should. That's pretty funny. (laughs) And my personal favorite of the week, Sam and I tweeted a picture of us that we took a nice little promo pic it was actually really cool i love it. it's a phenomenal it's a, picture. Yeah, picture it's hysterical no, it's my very own well horn, done but i'm tooting our own horn yeah we should toot our own horn we look pretty good <laughs> we took a picture of me as a center and sam as a quarterback it's a pretty good little football yeah. pick love serious it serious faces we're about to f it up yeah 100 percent. i said f and then didn't <laughs> That's all right. It works. Go birds. Yeah, go birds. Um, some well, you know, in regards to what I'm about to say, what the tweet says in yeah. response, someone responded to this tweet and just said, "Doggy style, fly eagles fly." Now, my question is, if you were to see Sam and I in Fairmount Park on Belmont Plateau, which is where we took these pictures, which, yes, a lot of people tweeted in, "You at Belmont or you're not on Broad Street." We know, we know. Okay, we're all right. We're setting that up. We're figuring it out. You could see the city, couldn't you? (laughs) So (laughs) if you see us taking this picture, there's no way in hell you're walking up to us and going, ha ha, doggy style. No, you're not. Unless you're a 12-year-old kid. You're not. And even then, they're not saying it to our faces because they're 12. Half of this stuff, you're not saying any of this to our No, this person is not looking at me going, you need dental work done. No. No one's looking at Sam and telling her, when you smile... (laughs) You look like you just farted. Yeah. No one's saying that. You're not actually saying that to our faces. Stop hiding behind keyboards, you children. No, but that's the best part about it. It's hilarious. You know, that's what makes it funny. That's why you can laugh at it. Yeah. Nobody's going to say this to my face. And if you did, then I'd be sad. Okay. If, then it would hurt. If you did, my heart. that'd be, that'd mean. be rude. You like, don't that'd treat just be mean. Like that. <laughs> Your profile picture makes you look almost as ditzy as you actually are. I'm not ditzy, bro. We're blonde. We're but blonde. That's it. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> we don't know what to do about you people, so we're just Yeah. We'll just be There's here. your airtime we'll that you wanted, I yeah. guess. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna read your your oh, handles or anything. You don't get you know, no one's gonna know who you are. <laughs> they might go through our tweets and find you, and then whatever happens after that, that's not my fault. But then you know on the other side, because we're giving these people attention, to all the people that supported us, you guys are awesome. The babe squad, man. Yeah. So many people have reached out and congratulated us and supported us and it's been awesome. We appreciate so it. we yeah, appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate that and we hope it continues. Yes. So um we're just gonna close out the show. Don't forget if you're not already following us on social media, our Twitter and Instagram are both at Babes on Broad. And then my personal Twitter is at Sam Wills 18. Jess is at Jessica Town with an E 13. 
Run this town. Are we Run talking it. about Twitter? Oh, yeah. What did I say? I don't. We're talking about Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> well, well, both. Yours of us. are the same. They are because. All right. So Twitter and it, Instagram. Sam Wills eighteen. Yeah. My Twitter is at run this town with an E 13 and at Jessica double underscore town on Instagram. Okay. So I messed that up. Yes. So right. We had, I didn't know what you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you to SB nation and bleeding green nation. Thank you to our producer, Rob, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Try our recipes, download the show, five-star rating, written reviews, share with your friends. From me and Sam, we're your babes on broad, and we'll see you next week. BG.